Hey, welcome to the podcast. This episode is going to be about home prices and different types of indicators that you can view when looking at the housing market that we're in right now. And um, just as a heads up, the extended version of this podcast will be available on um, Spotify and also on uh, Apple Podcasts. So um, looking at home prices on a year-over-year basis, um, as you view this chart right here, one of the things that you'll notice is dramatic increases in home prices on a year-over-year basis. If you look at 2020, at the start of the year, the average home price was around $275,000. Fast forward a couple years, and at the start of 2022, the average home price was just over $350,000, a substantial increase in just two years. Um, So, at the start of 2021, the average home price was about $310,000, $315,000. A year later, at the start of 2022, um, the average home price was just above $350,000. And then going into about April, uh, May, June of this past year, 2022, home prices have ballooned all the way up to an average of about $380,000, $385,000 nationwide. Um, So when you're looking at year-over-year prices and you're a buyer or a seller, you're looking at a tremendous shift in direction over the past two years. You're going from about $275,000 at the start of 2020 to all the way up to just about $400,000 a couple months after the start of this year for the average U.S. home price. Um, how do you view that? How do you look at information like that? Um, I think one of the things is if you're a seller, um, there's nothing wrong with selling at an all-time high. Um, the, the old rule of buy low, sell high is something that if you're a seller selling now, selling a couple months ago, selling six, seven, eight, nine months ago, um, would have been a, a very fine, fair move and, and you followed the rules and you made a lot of money. Um, myself, personally, I have sold a bunch of my properties over the past six to 12 months due to the high prices of the, the current markets and, and compared to where I bought the homes at, um, it, it was a great move. It, it was a good profit move. But um, if you're a buyer, and you're coming into the market, you just have to look at your situation. Um, I look at the advice uh, my realtors give me, and you gotta look at your personal situation to determine what it is that you wanna do if you wanna buy. If you're somebody that's buying and you're looking to hold for a long time, um, market trends don't always affect you as much because if you're moving into a house that you really want and you're gonna spend the next 10 to 20 years there, you know and you understand that the market's going to do a bunch of up and downs throughout the course of time. So there, there's a lot of different ways you, you can take your approach. But if you're somebody that's a, a short-term buyer, um, somebody that's more like myself, um, I'm more in tune to market indicators. I'm more in tune to fluctuations and what's going on in the market because I tend to hold on to, uh, I tend to hold on to properties for one, two, or three years. Therefore, I really like to judge where we're currently at in the market. And right now, I think the market's due for a nice correction that we're all going to see over the next 6 to 12 months. And um, it's kind of needed. I mean, like we just got back into uh, 
Home prices approaching 400,000 just a couple months ago. Um, right now, as of September 18th, the average home price is recorded by redfin.com on September 18th at $371,000 nationwide. So, I, I mean, you know, a, a slight dip from six months ago, a decent dip from about six months ago. So, um, you know, if you're a buyer, there's different ways to view it. There's different ways to see things. But um, from, from my perspective, again, I'm looking at the market. I think over the next six to 12 months, we're going to see a nice 10, 15, 20, 25% correction in the current market. And um, I think that presents a very good buying opportunity for more short-term buyers. Um, when you look at month over month changes, if you're looking, if, if you're actually looking at from June to now nationwide, there's been about a $30,000 decrease in prices on homes nationwide. Um, year over year, we're still up 7.5% compared to the prior year, but on a by month basis, we're a steady decrease over the past couple months. And I personally think that that's a good thing right there. Um, taking a look at this chart right here. Home buyer mortgage payments are up 45% year over year. It's a pretty startling number. It's a pretty crazy number right there. Um, I mean, for the average American home buyer to take a look at a mortgage payment increase of something like that, I mean, it's truly outstanding. If you look at the start of this year, the average US mortgage payment was just under 1750. Currently, as of seven, as of September 18th, according to Redfin.com, um, this is also backed up by Zillow and Realtor.com. The average U.S. mortgage payment was $2,400, $7,800 increase. As compared to the start of 2020, the average mortgage payment was about $1,300. So you're talking huge increases for homeowners for people that have just come into the market, for people that have buying homes in their mortgage payment. Um, and, and this is why a lot of people, including myself, think that there will be a decent sized market correction over the next couple months, six to 12 months, because going from $1,300, $1,400 to $2,400 a month in the last two years is a, a very substantial increase. And it's very hard for a lot of people to make payments like that. It's, it's not an easy payment to make for a lot of people, unless you're part of the top five, 15, 20% of income owners in, in, in the country. It's, it's a difficult payment to make. It's just hard. It's, it's not necessarily a sustainable payment that you would see people making long-term. Um, I think that you take a look at that and if you're somebody that just wants to buy a home long term again, how much does this really affect you? Pretty decent amount, honestly, because you're you're stuck with that payment until mortgage rates correct, until interest rates correct, in which I think that over the course of time, I think we will see interest rates correct themselves. But if you're asking the question, why have payments gone up so much? First off, COVID-19 changed the ball game. It changed a lot of dynamics in the housing market. Another thing is with inventory levels that got a lot lower over the past few years, demand got a lot higher 
to get out of big cities and for some other reasons, causing the, the prices to continue to go up. Um, so with those price increases, obviously you've seen the Fed increase mortgage rates, which has been a big reason why mortgages, the, the total cost to get a mortgage has gone up because of these mortgage rate increases that we've been seeing. And um, right now the average mortgage rate across the country is hovering in the sixes, um, in the low sevens right now, which is completely crazy because just one year ago we were in the threes. And so you're talking hundreds of dollars, in some cases a thousand into the thousands of dollars added onto a monthly mortgage payment because of the increases in the Fed increasing mortgage rates. Um, I mean, the, the last couple homes I had, 2.9%, 3%, the highest 3.5%, um, the highest investment property I had, 4%, like 4.1%, I guess it was. Um, now you're talking sevens, high sixes, total difference, complete change of the ballgame right there. Um, so you, you look at the state of the market as somebody that sold properties and is now looking to buy in the market for Airbnb purposes, for another home, for land acquisitions, stuff of that nature, advice that I'm trying to give to friends and families. Um, some of the things that I look at is mortgage applications. Um, I, I always judge the amount of buying by the amount of by the amount of people that are trying to get mortgage applications. And if that number is going up, demand's going up and supply is going to start coming down. Um, most recently, mortgage applications are dropping and they're dropping very fast, going right along with interest rates going up. Um, on 9.28, the... Decrease in mortgage applications was 3.7% over a trailing two-week period. On 10-5, that same number was 14.2%. It's a huge decrease. That's a two-week period. You're talking about 14.2% decrease. And again, this is over a year over year. This, this would be over a year over year basis. But a 14.2% decrease in mortgage applications shows you that buyers are pumping the brakes when it comes to buying homes. And reviewing the information that we just posted, why would they not pump the brakes on buying homes? Why would you not reassess thinking about getting into a home buying decision when prices are going up and interest rates are going up? Um, historically, just looking at the chart that I'll post right here, um, in, you see it right here. Mortgage applications kind of falling a little bit off of a cliff right now. And that will probably continue to increase because the Fed has to control inflation. Inflation has gone really, really high and people are struggling to make groceries, uh, to, to make rent, mortgage payments, energy costs are up. Then you still have to add in the price of clothes, the price of the other things that you have to buy. Um, so the Fed has to increase interest rates to cool and slow the economy down. Some other indicators that I really like to look at in addition to mortgage interest rates and also in, in addition to mortgage application is new construction home cancellations. One of the reasons I look so closely at this is because this shows you what buyers are thinking. And in your 
COVID-19 hotspots, the places that people were going to, that people were trying to get to during the COVID-19 lockdowns, um, those states are currently seeing huge increases right now in cancellations, which is very confusing for the home builders. It throws them off a whole lot. It also throws more decreases into prices and price listings. It pushes inventory levels up. And when you look at Jacksonville, Florida, 26% of all new build contracts have been canceled at this point. Las Vegas, 23%. Where I'm currently living in Atlanta, 22%. Orlando, 21%. And Fort Lauderdale, 29, 21%. This means that people that purchased homes from home builders that signed a contract months ago have now prior to moving in canceled those contracts for a variety of different reasons. And um, we put out a couple podcasts about this in the past. Um, it's a very interesting. It's a very interesting. It's very interesting to see how that goes on. And for buyers, you got to love this because as someone that likes to get involved with the buying process and buying new home constructions, when buyers sense consumer demand is dipping, they offer in a lot more incentives. And this what's make this makes buying fun. When you're getting free washers, dryers, refrigerators, blinds, curtains, um, closing costs, rate buy downs, different types of sidings thrown up on your house, all those things. It's fun to buy a home because you can negotiate with the builder on all these things you want dumped into your home. When demand's when demand's soaring, demand's going up like it was six months ago and prior to that, builders won't come to the table. They won't negotiate with you on getting all those things, on, on decreasing the prices of the house. They won't negotiate with you unless obviously if you have a really good realtor, but even then it still gets more difficult. So it's another indicator to look at, at what direction is the market going to go into. Um, I also take a look at uh, another another indicator I don't usually view a lot, but I, I check it out time and time again, is personal savings rate over time. Right now, it's been dropping super, super fast. Since just two years ago, it, it's dropped from about 15% down to under 4%, under 5%, um, well below, I, I mean, at this point, getting close to the 06, 07 levels. In a level that, I mean, this, this chart goes back to 1970 and personal savings are, are getting, I mean, it's, it's, look at the chart. It's a very, I mean, it's a kind of disturbing chart when you think about it. The average American's personal savings looks like this right here. You got to tell me your feelings on that. Like, that's tough. That's hard. People need stuff. You, groceries, you got energy, cars, vehicles, maintenance, your housing and personal savings is dropping this slow, it's a disturbing trend. And how do you buy a home? How do you rent when that's going on there? You've got to think about that. It's a, it's a tough, it's a tough, it's, it's tough to assess that. You feel bad. Like you, you feel for the people going through stuff like that right there. And I mean, it, it's, it, it's, you got to have good, you got to be good with your finances. You got to be good at saving money. You have to be good at spending money. You can't buy stuff you can't afford. And if you do, you have to learn from those mistakes. But again, medical costs, food, housing, shelter, energy, it's expensive. It's expensive. Um, talking about indicators in relation to um, the market, take, take a look at 
crude oil prices, which have generally been declining for a while now, are spiking again, which doesn't help prices for homes. It certainly doesn't help because builders, when they're moving all their construction items, when they're moving all their raw materials to home construction sites, it's, it's gasoline, it's fuel. You need that to pay for that process there. And that's starting to go up again. It doesn't help the prices of people, which actually helps with, with the real estate costs, but it, it's another thing to take a look at right there. Um, so when you, when you take a look at a lot of the indicators of what direction is the market going to go in, and, and you kind of rewind what we just talked about in this video and the data behind it, a lot of signs point to a market correction coming at least over the next six to 12 months. Um, that would be my assumption. Um, I'm taking a lot of time really identifying and looking at different markets throughout the country. I, I'm obviously interested in um, different areas in, in Florida, Georgia, uh, North Carolina. Uh, my, my realtor and I spend time looking in West Virginia, Pennsylvania, like Pittsburgh, um, and, and a bunch of other different uh, cities and states. But as, as I'm assessing the market and watching areas that I'd like to make a next Airbnb purchase in, home purchase in, land acquisition, something of that nature right there, these indicators that I'm watching are kind of helping to guide me along that process, along with just viewing overall year-over-year -year price uh, um, fluctuations and changes. And again, at an all-time high, at some point, there has to be a correction, and I think based on what the Fed's doing and other indicators. I think we'll see that correction um, continue as we've seen since June over the next six to 12 months. Um, thanks for watching the podcast. Like, subscribe, comment if you want me to review anything different in the future. And um, again, the extended version of this will be um, on um, Apple Podcasts and also on Spotify. For the extended version, um, some of those cities and states that I I've mentioned that I'm looking at um, also included Wyoming. Um, re really just trying to take a good look at um, opportunities and options there. Uh, I'm somebody, I want one home for myself. I want one place that I'm going to live. And then past that, I like to have a Airbnb or two that's producing cash flow for myself throughout the course of the month. Um, I think Florida is a great market for that. Um, vacation heaven. People love going there for vacations. Great for tourism, international travel. So I really take a close look at what's going on in that Florida market there. Um, been looking at Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh's undervalued. West Virginia. I've got a realtor who's got great connections with local builders, um, different types of managers and management up there. So watching that market closely. Um, currently living in Georgia. So watching Atlanta, watching Savannah, Georgia closely. Um, have a friend that owns a lot of property in, in uh, Wyoming. Um, again, no, barely any taxes in Wyoming. Um, real free state, kind of do what you want when it comes to land acquisitions and rentals and stuff of that nature there. Um, and North, North Carolina, I keep my eyes on there. It's, it's North, North Carolina's got a lot of hidden gems in it. So um, watching that helps a lot. But when it comes to that, you might ask yourself, you know, what do I look at? And the, the answer to that is you just have to know what it is that you're looking to do. Um, what's your price range? What's your target? What's your goals? Are you going in for short-term rentals? Are you going in for long-term rentals? Are you going in for a short-term buying and holding? Are you going in for long-term holding and buying? So 
When you know what it is that it is that you want to do, then then you're in a much better position to make your make your moves and also know what to study throughout the course of the month. Um, so I think that that's some of the advice I'd give in that situation there. But um, like I said in the the origins of of this podcast here, um, I think we're due for a market correction over the next six to twelve months. Um, I think the way interest rates are going up, it's going to correct the market. It's going to bounce that back to nice. And I'm looking for those buying opportunities. I'm looking for desperate sellers, people that are trying to get out of their home that already made money. I'm looking to come in and kind of sweep up an opportunity there. And again, that's in regards to Airbnb, a home I'd like to get for myself and land acquisitions. Um, anything you'd like me to review uh, moving forward, just so you know, leave a comment leave an email. I have my email on the YouTube page and stuff like that. So appreciate it. Thank you and have a good rest of the night.